0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. My name is Amber and today I have a very special episode for you. I have one of my clients come on the podcast to talk about her dating transformation and how she went from dating multiple people to creating a primary partnership. This is also a unique episode because this client was exploring polyamory, non-monogamy, and other things in that vicinity, so we're going to talk a little bit about what that looked like for her, and we just have a lot of awesome little nuggets of wisdom and helpful tips to share with you no matter what kind of dating experience you're pursuing. And before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, and let me just share with you the contents of that guide so that you know what's in it so the situations that i go over in that guide and exactly what to say and what you need to know about it and how to text back and all of that Uh, first situation is you made plans to meet but you're not sure if you're still on for your date because he hasn't texted you to confirm number two he suddenly doesn't have time and he's super busy number three you can't really put your finger on it but you feel he's emotionally distant number four He says he really likes you, but there's somebody else he's also interested in, and he's having a hard time choosing or doesn't want to fully commit until things are definitely over with the other person. Number five, he is texting you, but he won't set up a time to meet. Number six, he keeps canceling plans for BS reasons. Number seven, he has to cancel last minute due to a quote-unquote emergency. Number eight, he's still meeting you, but he doesn't seem as enthusiastic on dates and isn't putting in a lot of effort to impress you anymore. And this is a jam-packed guide, and my clients that I'm working with today still use it. We were just talking about it the other day, and it's just a very good reference for these situations, but also anything that is like those situations, and it just gives you a good reference for how to communicate. So the link for that is going to be in the show notes of this podcast episode. And if you haven't already scheduled a free 15-minute laser coaching session, then you can do so by going to my Instagram page, which is Amber Grubenman, and there's a link in my bio there to schedule that free call. So this is not a consult. This is just a call where you can ask me any question about dating and or confidence and bring up a specific situation that you might be going through or anything from the podcast and we'll just give you some additional support in that call. So again, that link is in my Instagram bio. Alrighty, let's get into the episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. I'm so excited to have you today because I just love your mindset around dating in general. And it's been so fun to work with you (laughs) over the last few months. So, The first thing that I'd love to do is just look at your initial consult from when we first met and first spoke to kind of reflect on where you were and then um, just kind of see what comes up for you around that reflection.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I mean, it is honestly an honor to be on this podcast because when I found you, I mean, it just completely changed my life. And that sounds really cheesy, but, (laughs) um, I've really enjoyed our time together as well. So it, it feels like it's almost like coming full circle now.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So our initial consult was in May, uh, the 22nd of May, right in the midst of the pandemic, which Mm -hmm. we're still in. Um, so first of all, I'm just curious, what were your thoughts about reaching out for dating coaching in the middle of a pandemic?
1: I remember actually saying to you do you think that this is a good time to do something like this like will it be worth my money (laughs) um and yeah so I had some concerns but it really didn't end up being an issue because I really did a lot of virtual dates and kind of like threw myself into it and was as creative as possible with virtual dates. And um, I saw one person regularly, which provided a lot of meat for us to dig into. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I was wondering if it was going to be as rich as it could be. And turns out it was. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So let's look at your initial consult. So the first thing that you shared is that you really wanted to feel more confident and less attached to everything and have it be less of a roller coaster. And you wanted more comfort in the not knowing in dating and to be less worried about the outcome with things. And you there was one theme that came up a lot in the consult and then also as I was just looking through all of our notes which was the idea of I want to be the woman I want to be. And right now I'm not the woman who I want to be. And you shared that some of the challenges that came up for you were patterns of overthinking, overanalyzing, the fear of getting hurt, fear of having a heartbreak, and um, kind of spiraling out and clutching to one thing. If somebody said something that kind of triggered you just kind of spiraling out over that. And again, like even later in the console, again, it came up, I'm not the woman that I want to be. And so ultimately, you wanted to be able to have more fun, to create meaningful connections without sabotaging them, to experience love and companionship, and to um, have more confidence and be the woman who you want to be. <laughs> so, yeah. what are some of your <laughs> reflections on that? Just hearing that from um, just a few months ago. So you did the one-on-one coaching and then you did the group program. So that was quite a while ago. Now, what are some of your reflections hearing that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I looked over all of that as well before coming onto this call and it's really crazy to see and feel how much I've grown since our first consult. I mean, I think we're always working on cultivating the women that we want to be because who that is changes over time. Um, the more you know. However, um, I think I'm closer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, So like, particularly I remember thinking, you know, the overthinking part and the anxiety that I had, it was just, it just showed such a lack of confidence and women that I'm drawn to are confident in what they have to offer. And so I think that that was something that I was able to really kind of attack head on with a lot of tools that you helped me implement. Um, So not being needy, quote unquote, um, overthinking and yeah, detaching from the outcome. Yeah. So
0: actually one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because of your really unique approach to dating in general. So your mindset around it. So how do you see dating and why do you date? What is the role of dating in your life?
1: So my background is um, I, I was married for six years. I got married very young um, and just got divorced right before COVID. Perfect timing. <laughs> um, so I think it was really the perfect time to start dating um, as personal development and growth. Um, it was a way for me to really dig into what I wanted out of life and what I wanted out of an ideal partner. Um, and so part of that was also really, um, exploring alternative ways of dating. So like polyamory, open relationships, um, you know, fetish and BDSM culture. Um, you know, these are all things I'm in New York city and these things were all open to me right before the pandemic when I moved here. Um, but then in March, of course, a lot of those things shut down. Um, but then, um, I really just wanted to dive into dating as a form of personal development and growth, because there's so much to be learned through your interactions with people.
0: And one thing that you just said on our last call, when you were talking about some of the people that you're dating is I want relationships where I feel like I'm growing and learning and I'm being stretched. And I just love that because what if that was just in general, our approach to dating. Not like, oh, I hope nothing uncomfortable happens today, <laughs> but more yeah. like diving into it head first. Like this is part of my soul journey is to have these connections where I'm being stretched and grown through these experiences. So I just really love that approach to dating in general. And I love
1: that. It's part of my soul journey because yeah. that's the point, right? Like, I think that the hardest things in life, is those are the things that we learn and grow from, and gain wisdom from, and become the people that we want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I I feel fortunate that I kind of like am able to apply this mindset to dating. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then with that mindset, you on our sessions were always super goal oriented. So you were just, you came to the sessions very organized. You're like thought ahead of what you want to talk about, what's going on. I could tell that you reflected beforehand. Sometimes you would journal beforehand to see what was coming up for you. Um, And then also just when you were diving into these dating connections, you were very intentional in your approach. So how, what were some tools that you used to approach the dating process with people?
1: So first of all, um, just to talk about the journaling before um, our sessions, I found that to be really helpful to reflect and really organize my thoughts because I am someone who it sinks in better if I write it down. Um, And so if I'm learning a lesson and creating new habits for myself, I think that's a really useful tool, even if you're not seeing a dating coach, just like kind of. Writing down, you know, oh, what did I learn from that? So, um, I would go into dates, even if they were virtual dates, um, and set an intention. And I would say, you know, actually, I had three questions that I asked myself. First was, you know, what's my overall goal and overall what I'm looking for? And you know, the answer might have been, you know, I'm I'm looking for someone to call my primary partner. The second question was, how could this person serve that? even if they don't become that primary, right? They could serve it by, um, you know, I could see something that I do want or I don't want out of a primary partner or maybe it's their profession or maybe I really like how they're family oriented or something like that. So just go into it, like looking for something that I can learn about what I'm looking for in that primary partner. And then third... What's my intention? With those things in mind, often it would just be to have fun or be curious or learn something tonight. Um, and then I always felt like it was a, a successful date, even if it didn't turn into something any more than just one date. It was like, okay, did I learn about, I don't know, the the history of (laughs) bird watching because this guy likes it or something, you know, whatever it is, you learned something a little bit about the world. Okay, fine. You, you got your intention, you know? Yeah. Um, another great intention that I set often was be the woman that I want to be. And I think that that was something that you had said to me, you know, you have this opportunity, these are new people that you've never met before. So you can be that woman, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't know what you're typically like. So, you know, be your future self and act as if. And I would often like kind of take a moment in my car, like five minutes before, or driving over to someone's house or something like that. And I would turn off the music and actually ask myself these questions and reflect.
0: Yeah. So all right, long answer. That's amazing. (laughs) No, I think that's just like value bomb for everybody. Um (laughs) and just to notice like how different dating would feel if you were approaching it in the way that you are. Right. Yeah. Versus like, oh, okay, another day if he's not my boyfriend, I'm gonna regret this <laughs> kind yes. of attitude. Or the other default intention, which is like, okay, I better not mess this up. I hope he likes me, blah blah. Like versus this is an opportunity for me to learn something. This is an opportunity for me to practice being the woman that I want to be. Absolutely. And um, that was actually originally business advice that I received. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because when I first started out, I would go to in-person networking events and they feel really disheartening. If your intention is to get a client that just never feels good. You never feel authentic and in, in integrity. And so the business advice that I received was that's not the point of going to a networking event. The, the, purpose of going in person is you meet a group of people who have no prior perception of who you are and then you get to step into and practice being the future version of yourself. So I think that approach is really helpful for dating as well. This person has no idea who you are. They're not carrying with them the last 10 guys that you dated or the last rejection that you had and thinking, oh my gosh, she's not worthy or something. It's a completely new slate every single time. So I think with these intentions, you're just like cleaning that slate with each person, which gives it a much better chance of actually blossoming into what you want it to be. So um, let's actually talk a little bit about that as well, because I know that was a big switch for you too, um, to generally be more internally based when you're dating and to be more present. So what did that look like for you while you were dating? I
1: realized through your guidance that I was super externally based (laughs) and it was very much about like, well, what is he thinking? What is he feeling? And trying to fit that mold for him because I wanted it to work Kind of so desperately. So the shift was more checking in with myself and figuring out how I feel, whether that's through journaling or just reflecting internally or talking with you, talking with a friend, you know, just really figuring out what I want or feel about a certain situation before checking in with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: so like for example since i am exploring polyamory and open relationships you know there was one guy who he had a a primary already and um instead of going to him and saying like well where do you see this going like what what can you give me essentially i checked in with myself and saw how is this connection making me feel Mm-hmm. Number one, do does it actually make me feel good? <laughs> mm-hmm. And number two, you know, where do I want it to go? Getting clear on that um, and where I wanted that to go based on how he was actually making me feel in that connection before going to him and talking about it. Because then it helped me get clear so that I couldn't become, you know, befuddled is that the word I'm looking for befuddled or something like fuzzy when I was talking to him um, and you know getting emotional and stuff mm-hmm. um, so just checking in with yourself and and figuring out your own feeling
0: essentially the concept of not doing the loop around so first going to him what do you think what do you want where do you see this going but first checking in with yourself how do I feel? What, what am I looking for? And then check with the person if it's a match. Exactly. So if it, if you notice, oh, maybe I'm not comfortable with this person with being like secondary in this person's life, then that gives you a lot more clarity for what steps to take versus going to him first and seeing what he wants. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of going along with it because you hadn't had the clarity first of what you want
1: which also sorry ties into um you know an abundance mindset and being willing to walk away um, which is another huge 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 shift that um you know i'm still working on depending on the situation and the person but Mm -hmm. it's easier to get to that abundance mindset now with practice so great i've checked in with myself i go and have a conversation with him and if they don't match being able to reflect and say okay is this going to make me happy? Um, and if the answer is in my gut and my heart of hearts, no, you know, knowing that I created this dating situation. So that's, you know, as you've explained it to me, the abundance mindset is like, I created this dating situation so I can create it again. Yeah. I, I found this person. I got out there on the apps. I can find more people again, there's plenty of them.
0: (laughs) And so that was a topic that came up for you as well, which was maybe he'll change, right? (laughs) So if it is the 40% guy and he's not showing up in a way that feels good for us, often our desire to keep going is based on that idea that maybe he'll change. So what was your experience with that? And what did you learn around that thought process?
1: So this one guy I was seeing, um, he would basically, you know, keep me on the hook um, mm-hmm. and just be so present and wonderful when we were in person. But being in person with him was like pulling teeth to try to make those plans. Right. And, you know, he was always busy. And I get it. I'm busy, too. But we make time for who we want to make time for. I just didn't like that. That lesson hadn't sunk in yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then as soon as I would be ready to text him and say, like, hey, you know what, this you know, this isn't working for me, essentially he would send me a text saying like, hey babe, I've been so busy, I've really missed you. Are you free on this day or this day? And I would drop everything to hang out with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really felt like torture that 90% of the time. And another major like quote or little nugget from Amber that I got was, um, you know, a relationship is not just the time that you spend with somebody, it's also the time that you spend apart from them. So like, how are they making you feel? And how do you feel in that time um, as well? Not just when you're with them. (laughs) And and it's so true. There are so many relationships that I've kind of like felt like it was torture. And it takes a little while to really see that through clear eyes because you're just hoping, hoping that they'll change. But no, like I want to be a woman that, walks away if you're not treating me like I should be treated.
0: Yeah. And that's where that question comes into play and can be really helpful is, am I being the woman that I want to be in this situation? And I, it is so important what you shared, um, the concept that your relationship is not just the time that you spend with somebody because I hear that so often from women when we're talking about our standards. It's like, but when we're together, it's great. But mm-hmm. it's torture when we're apart and it's so hard to even get that time with him. And as great as that is, that's like the 10% guy. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever you notice that your your desire to make it work or keep going is based on either a past moment when he was great and he was showing up a really awesome way or a future moment that hasn't happened where you hope that he could be great, then you know that you're probably not in the right connection, especially if that's the consistent um, pattern with that person. With the right person, you want to keep going because it's feeling good now. Like you enjoy the way the person is showing up on average now. Not that they never drop the ball or something, but just on average, this person is showing up for me in a way where I feel like I'm meeting them halfway. And so I feel like that was just something for you in general to You were overextending yourself a little bit in some of your dating situations where you were going like 60% and, <laughs> and we, were just <laughs> we were just kind of taking it back a few percentages. Um, so what was that like for you too to kind of realize that you you don't want to be like, chasing people and that kind of thing.
1: Well, it really makes me feel like I'm being more the woman that I want to be. Someone who is more aligned with the person that they are dating, right? So, if I notice that I'm out of alignment and giving more than they're giving, I don't want to be that person anymore, you know? It's just like I've and and not in a fed up way, just in a a confident way, like I know what I have to give and so and I've probably Gone on virtual and actual dates with at least 30 people since you and I started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some of them have been, you know, two to five to eight dates. Um, and some have been just one time and that's it. But mm-hmm. that's a lot of people to be where I am right now, where I'm seeing two people regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does feel abundant, but I created that abundance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we should note that one of those people is now your primary partner. Yes. Which we say is the, your version of exclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. So definitely you were super focused and made it a priority. Essentially, you shared so many amazing experiences with me over all of that. Cause I think some people may think like, Oh, 30 dates. But it, when you're approaching it in the way that you were, it's like, I, that's why I loved working with you every week. It was like, what do you have for me today? What
1: new story are we going to dive into today? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah, just to piggyback off of that, I agree. Like, maybe that's not the right wording. Um, I loved it and am loving it and I'm still exploring and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I, I think it's so worthwhile to approach dating with this mindset. So you take business principles a lot into your dating coaching. I just love how so many principles in dating can be applied elsewhere in life. Mm
0: -hmm. So like
1: working with you, so many principles that we have worked on, it's like a concentrated thing. It's like, Oh, with this particular guy, you can apply this principle. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's a metaphor for this larger thing in life that I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. It's almost like dating can, yeah, can be a smaller, like incubus of a larger idea, if that makes sense. And small nugget that just popped into my mind that you said on our last call was taking um, feedback from the ten percent guy is like taking feedback from a bad manager. So just like another way that business and dating can kind of overlap, it's like if you think the feedback or or you know bad word of mouth that the guy who was only ten percent into you, um, like if you take that as truth about yourself, that's like listening to the manager who had something weird and personal against you, mm-hmm. but you've had plenty of other managers who thought you were a great worker. So, um, that was really helpful to hear too.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that came up for you too, was that you were wanting to get some feedback from that person who was always like, as you described, like it felt like torture in between the meetings and you were wanting feedback. And I was like, don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. We don't need to hear that. From you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, lastly, I think one more mindset that you shared with me is really helpful for people listening, which is just in general throughout this entire process to release self-judgment. And can you talk a little bit about how that showed up for you in your growth?
1: So I think particularly in the beginning when I was super coming from a needier mindset and really, really overthinking um, and worrying about the outcome of everything, I would beat myself up saying like, you're not being the woman you want to be, you know, better than this, like, Mm -hmm. just don't text him, you know, and just kind of like being a bully to myself. And I really love, um, I think it really threads itself throughout a lot of your podcast episodes and I will re-listen to them over and over and over to relearn the <laughs> lessons. Cause you need to hear things a million times before they actually sink in, in my experience. I think a thread is, you know, be kind to yourself. Just observe the thought. You don't need to attach yourself to it. You don't need to act in service of the feelings or emotions that come up. They're okay. You're a human, um, and really like treat yourself like your own best friend. Yeah, I think just releasing self-judgment and and giving myself a little bit more love and support than beating myself up because beating myself up, didn't get the job done. It didn't make me overthink less. (laughs) It just made me upset on top of my overthinking. (laughs) So just journaling it out or talking to you (laughs) or listening to a podcast episode that really like, you know, resonated with me. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to the, um, the one about not how not to overthink in dating and then also like the one how not to freak a guy out when you really really like
0: him mm-hmm. like that's
1: those are the ones that i keep coming back to because i need to remember mm-hmm. every time i like someone anew it's like okay wait how do i not freak him out <laughs> <laughs> and it always comes back to full circle being the woman that I wanna be, right? So, like owning my emotions, coming from a place of confidence when sharing my needs, mm-hmm. because having needs is not being needy when it comes from a place of confidence and owning it. That is a woman that I wanna be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not obsessing over him and overwatering the plant because I have my own life, because mm-hmm. that's a woman that I wanna be having a rich social life and um, hobbies and passions, you know, that's the guy that, or sorry, that's the girl that guys fall for. So don't stop being that person and just become all about them once you get into them. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: being the woman that I want to be, and that is also a, you know, not self-judgmental person as well.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we'll introduce a new metaphor as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) breaking news (laughs) um we were also talking about this on our group call the difference between being super self-critical and panicky when you notice something is probably not in alignment with the results that you want to create versus just noticing and adjusting and we were talking about how when i was driving my aunt has this amazing brand new car from 2020 and um it has that automatic system in it where it corrects you if you're swerving into the other lanes so if you get too close to one of the lanes on the highway it'll just click 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 the (laughs) little steering wheel And put you back in the middle versus what we often do with ourselves in dating is we notice like, oh my gosh, I'm overwatering the plant. We're like, oh my gosh, like swerve into the other lane, (laughs) completely ignore him, like cut him off, game playing, all of that. And then we're like, oh no, we're completely disconnected. Boom, overwatering, (laughs) swerve into the other lane. Um, When really all of these shifts are just like click, 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 just a little bit of adjusting here and there and noticing where you're at. Yeah. and um i know i said this was the last thing but <laughs> there was one more thing that i wanted to talk about so you are now in a primary partnership and then also continuing to date because that's the dating path that you're exploring and one thing that came up for you now is as you're in this primary partnership it's like what you always were looking for while we were working together and then there are some commitment spasms and some vulnerability that comes with that. And that's super common with almost all of the women that have gotten into an exclusive connection where the entire time that was their outcome that they wanted. And then they get into it and they get really scared. They're like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? Why am I uncomfortable? (laughs) Like something has gone wrong. And, um, so can you just share a little bit about what that experience was like for you and how you reacted to those emotions?
1: Yeah, it's funny because all of this dating that I've done um, has always been, you know, like fun, lighthearted, because I haven't really found someone that I wanted to really go a little bit deeper with and 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 commit to. And deeper meaning like sit and watch a movie with (laughs) um and then once i found somebody who was willing to do that with me and just you know sit in my room and i didn't have to like look nice or get ready or anything like i i kind of like freaked out like he left on the sunday night and i was like oh my god like did was he bored like Mm i uh did i do enough like i you know i kind of like And I didn't like that feeling that I was kind of like freaking out in that way. So I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I I don't want this, this, I thought that I wanted like a a boyfriend or primary or whatever, but I definitely don't like, I I just want to go back to fun, 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 Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what you kind of advised me to do was do nothing. And I loved that because with the car metaphor, you know, like, I was ready to swerve into the opposite (laughs) lane and be like, you know, either like, nope, we're done. Or, you know, like text him and be like, are you freaking out? Cause I'm freaking out right now. Like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) um, But instead I did nothing. And that felt really good because I have never regretted not texting. Like if I just like wait. Like if I feel all of that anxiety in my chest and I just say like, okay, hold on, don't, don't act here, you know, mm-hmm. um, think about it. And then like, if you still want to send that text tomorrow, great, send the text. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, at least I will have given myself some time to like revise it a little <laughs> bit and make sure I'm saying it correctly. But nine times out of 10, I'm like, eh, maybe I don't need to send that text. Yeah. So,
0: and what did months. you end up sending to him? after because we brought this up in our group call and then what was your response to that because it was also it was that situation and then also in combination with spending more time together and having all of these deep conversations so there was just like a lot of vulnerability and depth and commitment coming up and so what was your response to that like anxiety and what did you text him
1: so with the right person who does have a lot of emotional, um, intuition, intuitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have found that they will be responsive to a text like, because we had gotten so, um, vulnerable and had deep conversations. I had actually mentioned the beautiful Amber plant metaphor to him. <laughs> so he was familiar with it. Um, and I said in my text. Going with the plant metaphor I mentioned this weekend, it felt like a lot of water on our little plant, so the soil needs some time to let it soak in. Winky face. You know, his response was great. And and he said something along the lines of, you know, don't worry, it will sink in. um, And I totally get it, you know. And even if he hadn't responded with that, I I would have felt okay with Mm -hmm. these tools that we've mentioned sending that text and saying what I wanted to say and speaking from my heart you know
0: yeah yes I love that um and I just love that people are using the plant metaphor in their (laughs) conversation
1: metaphor (laughs) and then you also said I think with this particular situation you said like well, also think about the fact that if you guys are primaries, it's not such a little plant anymore. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's a, a tree and a tree can hold more water and mm-hmm. that's okay, you know? Yeah. And, and there's, so I'm kind of like feeling that adjustment period into like, oh, okay, this isn't like a little sapling anymore. This is an oak tree, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And growing into one. Yeah. So, um Yeah, because sometimes we can carry that fear of like overwatering the plant into the new connection as well. And um, there is an adjustment where the plant can handle more and more water. So for everybody who's scared that you can only see them once a week forever. (laughs) That's not the case. Eventually you can handle more water. Exactly. Awesome. Thank (laughs) you so much for joining us today. I can't wait for everybody to hear this.
1: Thank you, Amber. It's been such a freaking pleasure.